big. Pass picked off. Now it gets to Cassian. He's got a breakaway. Cassian in backhand. Scores! Zach Cassian sprung on the breakaway. He goes five hole, and the Oilers are up 4-3. That's the game winner tonight in Vegas. Final score, Edmonton Oilers 5, Vegas Golden Knights 3 for the fourth time in team history and the second time in the last three seasons. The Oilers have started the season 5-0. and Here's head coach Dave Tippett. Dave, in each of the periods, it looks like Vegas came out guns a-blazing, got on the board relatively quickly, but your team was able to respond each time. How did you uh, assess that from your team tonight? Uh, I thought the first period, they certainly had lots of jump. You could tell that they had a purpose to come out and start strong with us playing last night. Um, you know, they put a lot of pressure on us. We turned some pucks over to accentuate that pressure a little bit. And then we got, we got uh, our power play got us a big goal there to kind of get us even, get our feet under us. Second period, uh, we were much better. Our power play had some great chances and wouldn't go in the net. And then the third period, it was kind of a seesaw. We give up one on a faceoff, and then Cass gets a big goal. And uh, you could tell well, there's some fatigue in our group, but uh, we hung in there. Koski hung in there, played very well, and we were able to get the win. Uh, Zach came into training camp putting a lot on himself after the year he had last season. I know we've talked about that line, but when it comes to Zach particularly, how great is it to see a guy as his head coach get a big one like that? It, you know what? He's been, like you say, he's been excellent since the start of camp. He came in in great shape, and he's he's playing with purpose, a real purpose, you know, and it's... Uh, um, you know, I think he felt bad about the penalty that uh, he took there in the third. Our guys did a good job of killing it, and then turns around he gets a big goal. So that's, uh, that's you know, he's having a year like that. The things are going right for him. It's good to see for him. Dave, did you uh, see a different style of play from them without Stone, without Pacioretty, especially on offense, and how they kind of came I, I worry about our team, not their team. Dave, you were talking about the power play, and, and it seemed like the one that you didn't score on in, in the second period. It was a little like the Harlem Globetrotters. I mean, they were just yeah, tossing. What did, I mean, lots of, chan- lots of chances. Sometimes they go in, sometimes they don't. You know, we've been fortunate this year. The, uh, the puck's gone in for us quite a bit. We had, I think Connor hit a post. We had some around the net. So that's the way it goes sometimes. But, uh, but we had lots of looks. You know, we were happy with what we were doing. Just didn't go in for us. Uh, what do you make of the way this season has started I mean uh, not just necessarily the record but what you think of the way you've worked to get to this point you know that's what we talked about before the game is we the work we put in so far in training camp and the first four games lead to a game against uh, Vegas on a back-to-back which you know Vegas is their uh, season hasn't gone as well as they'd like so far they were going to be hungry so it was a real test for our team and uh, you know, we they tested us hard. We we bent a little bit, but we didn't break. And that's uh, as your team kind of continues to go on through the season, you got to build confidence in things that sometimes when it's going well, sometimes it's not going well. You still got to find a way to win. And uh, so we've talked about that. Our guys hung in there, and it's uh, it's a good feeling around our group right now. Now that being said, it's still early. We've got lots of work to do. Dave, you shuffled things up in the lineup tonight to bring in some fresh legs. Uh, also, Bouchard on the top pair. How did you think he fared, especially in the last few minutes when he was, he was, he preserving? was excellent. He's a he's a really good young player. He was excellent for us, and uh, you know we've uh, this this two games is kind of a team building trip for us. So I wanted to make sure everybody played. So the three guys that uh, sat out last night all played tonight. So we want to make sure everybody feels a part of it and. Uh, 
you know, we have, we have a really good group in there. They're, they're a, a group that cares about each other, works hard, and we don't want to exclude, exclude anybody from that. So those guys jumped in. All of them did a pretty good job. Uh, and Zach Hyman, another multi-goal game for him. Yeah. Uh, I found out this stat. I don't know if, this is, if you knew this, but this is his first time again in multi-goal games in back-to-back games since 2011 in the OHL. Are you as surprised as I was when I read that? <laughs> I wouldn't have gone digging for that stat, but if you're saying it's true, it's true, I guess. It's, right. funny, it's funny. Hyman, he's, he scores a lot of goals from about the one-inch line, <laughs> right? <laughs> which is good. There's, somebody's got to be there. He he snaps it pretty good, and it. Uh, I don't think it's. I don't think they've changed the stitch yet, but it uh, deflected off uh, Fogel on the way to Cass, and then Cass had a step on him, and uh, and made a good good play on the net and, and uh, we got ourselves kind of righted there a little bit. We gave up the one goal and cast, we got it right back so it was uh, that was a big goal for us but uh, Keith, that's the one thing about him that you notice, he, come, he passes the puck hard, he snaps it quick and hard and you better be ready for it and it worked out for us. Mark Spector, go ahead. Hi Dave, uh... I guess lost in this is Connor McDavid is just playing some of the best hockey in his life here. Uh, do we do we kind of get used to this? He's had multi-point games in every single game this season. Uh, you know, are we taking this for granted, or are we seeing, are we noticing this, Dave? Well, I don't know if you notice it, but I notice it. I notice it every night when when he's doing the things he's doing. Is it helps our team win every night, and uh, you know the good thing about it, he's. He's kind of humming along here. I, I don't see his attitude. Nothing changes about him. He just goes out and plays and tries to help our team win. So it's if you walk by him or if you didn't look at the stats somewhere, when talking to him, you'd never know what's happening, but it is. And that's just that's who he is, you know. Daniel Andrew Bowman, go ahead. Uh, Dave, how, how compared to the way the team has started the year and played uh, this season compared to year 5-0 start a couple years ago, and what gives you the confidence that you can keep it going this year? Was it uh, compared to last year, you're saying? Sorry, c- compared to when you started 5-0 uh, two years ago when, you're, when you first started with oh, the team. Yeah. Um, and, and what gives you the confidence that you can kind of continue that this season? Well, I like some of the things we're doing as a team. You know, we've we found different ways to win. Um, our goaltending has been solid. You know, we've, the added depth we have is really having an impact on our lineup. So it's, uh, you know, I like, I like what we're doing. You know, there's still, like I said, it's still early. We've got, we've got some work to do. And there's some things that uh, can improve in our game. But, uh, you know, every, every season is a different year. We started two years ago. We started off 5-0. We were, went on a long road trip there and we kind of got... Uh, got some momentum going but it feels a little different this year it feels like we've had a good training camp gone into the season ready to go and able to find some wins final question terry jones Jeff, can you go into the uh, face-off story that's going on here? Uh, it, it seems like, well, I mean, we're used to the face-off numbers being in the bottom half of the league. I think you're third or something going into tonight's game. Obviously, Ryan is a big factor, but you're uh, 
two superstars have had a dramatic uh, improvement in that area. It's not that there's anything wrong with it's been very, it's been very good, Terry. I mean, we've got, like you say, we've got some different people that can really uh, uh, have done well this year. It just, unfortunately, tonight we gave up two, <laughs> two goals off faceoffs, but, but we've been pretty good for the most part. Our percentages are high. When you've got a team that likes to play with the puck, if you can start with a puck off faceoffs, that's a big, uh, big advantage. So, our guys work hard at it. Brian Wiseman does a great job with our faceoff guys, not just the faceoff, but what happens after the faceoffs. So. Um, you know, we, we put a lot of onus on that, and the guys have really improved, and it's it's uh, helping us win. Thank you. This includes Dave Tippett's media. All right, that's Oilers head coach Dave Tippett. few things to comment on there as the Oilers win 5-3 over Vegas. Well, the face-offs. So we'll go to set the line. And Greg gave us the River Cree under on the face-off show, so he gets a $50 gift card to River Cree Resort and Casino. Excitement bet on it. I set the line at 55% for the Oilers in the face-off circle today. They wound up at 54% for the game. You know who's going to be calling you? Casinos in Vegas are going to be calling you to set the lines everywhere because your lines are tight. Probably a side hustle I could get into. Oh, you'll now, be my made. lines are incredible. You will be owning, I am the line man. You will be owning a casino pretty soon. It'll be a small, out-of-the-way <laughs> casino with only two tables in it, but it'll yeah, be... Yeah, it'll be pretty shady. It'll be Reed's Casino. Yeah. <laughs> Leon Dreisaitl, 16 out of 23 in the face-off circle for 70%. And some so, big ones, too. So that's really the reason why they were well, 54 tonight. Well, Leon, he's taking ones when they're down five on three. He's taking ones late in the game. Uh, he every big faceoff he goes out for, he seems to come up with a victory. And anytime he's taking a faceoff, I say it every time: if they are on the power play, and Leon's taking the faceoff, they are winning the draw. And, it's, and that goes a long way into why they have such a successful power play, is they never have to carry it from one end to the other. They're winning the draw. Now they're set up with zone time, got fresh legs, moving the puck around. And once once they're set up, it is very, very hard to defend. We might as well just leave the Japanese village goal light on as, once again, the Oilers score five in a game. So you can go to 630Ched.com, print up a coupon for a free appetizer to Japanese Village. Try the legendary Wagyu steak cooked before your eyes. Reserve now at jvedmonton.ca. Fourth game in a row, the Oilers score five or more. I love what Tippett said about Zach Hyman. He can score goals from the one-inch line. I know that feeling. That's <laughs> <laughs> where I tried to hang out, too. When you can't shoot from distance, you get in tighter. I... Uh, the first one, the first goal he scored tonight was just out battling and outworking bigger guys in front of the net. And he just battled long enough. Eventually the puck comes near him, goes off his skating in, but he was in a fight, and that's why he's able to do it. The second one was pretty. Uh, he's It was a one-timer, but it was off his back foot going towards the puck. That's a hard shot to take. And he put it right where he wanted to. So uh, a nice play by, by Hyman there, and... I, I tell you, I, there was high expectations and high hopes when the Oilers signed Zach Hyman. It was, I mean, this was as as excited as a fan base was for a player coming here in a long, long time. And it's you're worried that did we set the bar too high? Is, is he going to be able to live up to the advanced billing? And five games in, he's exceeded it. Uh, he does everything. You know, he plays on their power play, on their penalty kill, takes face-offs on the wing. He's a power forward. Uh, he's done it all, and 
He's a guy, too. We've all fallen in love with Pugliarvi because of his excitement that he has when he plays. Hyman's a lot like that. I mean, he's always got a big smile on his face when he's involved with those battles. So uh, good on him the way he's come in and played and a big, huge addition to the Edmonton Oilers. An entertaining game. The Golden Knights certainly had their share of chances. There were periods in this game where they really mm-hmm. outplayed the Oilers. The Oilers responded. I, I, I mean, it was a very good game in terms of one team saying, okay, here are a few punches, and the other team coming back and saying, well, hey, we're, we're going to hit back. I mean, the Oilers really responded from that early goal that Nolan Patrick scored in the second period. Vegas went up 2-1. The Oilers came back with 2 in a minute 12. We're in control for about the next 10 or 11 minutes. You had a two-man advantage. You know, they had a chance to stretch the lead to two, which would have been big. Vegas uh, hung in there, got another goal early in the third, and then 2.25 after that, Cassian gets the breakaway. And Cassian already with three on the season. Yeah, this was a big season for Zach. Uh, When... Ken Holland went out and got additions for the team. He's, and you saw with Dave Tippett at the very beginning of training camp how he formatted the lines. He knew what they wanted and how they wanted to play, and they knew exactly where they wanted to slot Zach Cassian on that third line and uh, give them a line that's big and heavy and plays a certain style of game and can wear down the opposition's defense. And they've come and done that. And Zach, and Zach has just looked confident. He looks like a different player. He's got uh, energy in his game. And in the goal that he scored tonight, you could see it coming. And he goes five-hole, but it's about a second and a half before that. He makes a move with his stick. He opens his stick up. When he does that, it freezes the goaltender. So now as he goes across, the goaler's frozen, and now he has to open his legs, and he has to open them big because his feet had been planted hard into the ice. That's a nice play by Zach. That is a goal scorer's goal. Like That is something, that's not just going down there and firing it as hard as you can. He knew exactly wanted, what he wanted to do. He got the goaltender to do what he needed him to do, and he put it in the net. So for the fifth straight game, the third line had an excellent game and were a major factor in the victory. And how about this? Another $500 donated to 630 Chet Santa's Anonymous, courtesy James H. Brown and Associates. Unrivaled experience, unrivaled commitment, unrivaled results. They're giving $100 for every Oilers goal throughout the season, already up to 2400 just five games into the year. My buddy Cam Moon, always on top of things. So the Oilers' 5-0 starts were in the fall of 1983, 85, 2019, and now fall of 2021. How does he have the time to look up all these things? Well, Mooner's sharp. Mooner's a sharp man. (laughs) I'm not sure he's paying attention to the game. I think he's just looking up stats. And, I mean, (laughs) we don't know what he's watching because we're listening to it on the radio. Mooner's all over it. (laughs) 5-3, the Oilers win tonight. Okay, uh, we'll get to your phone calls here after this break. I think we already got a couple guys online. 780-496-0063. The hotline presented by CertainTeed, the pro's choice for roofing, siding, drywall, insulation, and ceiling systems. CertainTeed, pro all the way. This is Heartland Ford, Overtime Open Line. We'll give it to Marcia Over to Carlson, left corner to Marcy so out in front to Smith what a save by Koskinen he robbed him with the glove Riley Smith can't believe it well another good outing by Miko Koskinen that's his save of the game for Reface Magic transform your kitchen with ease see the magic at refacemagic.ca Koskinen 36 stops tonight for the season he is now 3-0 because remember he came on in relief and got the win against the Ducks and his save percentage is 943 it's a pretty good start for a backup goaltender. 
He, he was excellent. Uh, he outplayed the goalie in the opposite end again. Uh, when Smith went down with the injury, there you were there was people holding their breath in Edmonton. What what kind of cost can are we going to get? And he, he has been exceptional. This is what you need out of a quality backup goaltender, a guy that can come in when needed. Uh, he hadn't played in quite a while. Was it 16 days between starts? He goes in, fills in admirably in the game where he gets the win and the injury game to Smith. And then the last two games on the road has been very, very good. So uh, he gives them big saves. Both the last two games, the Oilers came out slow. They came out flat. Yep. And Koskinen had to make big saves early in the games to keep the Oilers... Uh, to allow the Oilers to, to find their, their, their road legs. And when they did, it was because on the back of Koskinen's good play early in the hockey game. So another strong start for Miko. Connor McDavid with two assists tonight. He has 13 points in five games. I just see the NHL Public Relations Twitter account saying that only one Oilers player has recorded more points through the club's first five games. Wayne Gretzky did it twice. He had 15 points in 83-84 and 14 points in 86-87. Interesting to see where McDavid's going to go this season. I mean, we know there's going to be tough nights. There's going to be hot goalies, but he uh, he keeps hitting the score sheet, and that's, that's the amazing thing. He's getting compared often against players who played kind of often from the late 70s to the early 90s in a, in a much higher scoring era where the goalies weren't as good, the checking wasn't as tight, and McDavid's popping up on lists scoring at the pace close to some of those players. Yeah, he, he's had a, a fantastic well, he's had a fantastic career, but the last year and a bit, he's taken his incredible game to an even higher level. And it, it seems like every time he's on the ice, he's creating a scoring chance. So it's not like I've played with players where they go on a nice little stretch, but everything they touched went in. Mm -hmm. So they might have 12 points in six games, but they had 13 chances. So of those 13 chances, 12 went in, and then everything evens out. But on these ones, uh, well, they had a 5-on-3 power play today where Connor could add four points on that power play, three backdoor passes to teammates that didn't go in. He hit a post himself. Uh, So it's not, though... Everything is going in for Connor McDavid right now. It's just it's the quality, or excuse me, the quantity of chances that eventually odds say, well, okay, so far we've 13 of those have gone in for him, for points for him. Where it easily could be he could have 20, 25 points right now. He's getting that many opportunities. Oilers take it 5-3 in Vegas. Their next game is going to be Wednesday against Philadelphia. We'll go to the Certainty Hotline and welcome Bill to Overtime Open Line. Bill, thanks for calling. Go ahead. Thank you, gentlemen. I, I, I mean, the Oilers have beaten some horrendous teams so far this season, especially Arizona. But can you speak to how important this win is tonight, especially over Vegas, given how good we think they're going to be and how nice their helmets are? <laughs> I tell you, I was getting dizzy watching their helmets because they are shiny. And I could imagine it'd be even shinier if you were there live and having the light shine off it. Um, it, it's for the game. Yeah, the Oilers, have, under Dave Tippett, the Oilers seem to always beat the teams below them. They always seem to win the games that they're supposed to win. Uh, those teams, like Ottawa last year, they went 9-0 and against Ottawa because Ottawa wasn't good enough and wasn't able to contain Leon and Connor. And then when they get into the tougher games, well, then all of a sudden, the tougher teams proved a little bit bigger challenge. 
tonight this wasn't Vegas's best team, but this is by far the best team the Oilers have played this year. And they had to face some adversity. They fell behind a couple times. They were tied up late in the third, yet the Oilers kept on pushing. So, yeah, this was an important game, and it also an important game in the standings. Uh, this, I mean, there's still 77 games for the Oilers to play, but just to extend the lead and the slow start for Vegas just makes it a little bit harder for Vegas to start trying to think about catching the Oilers. The Oilers got 10 points already in the bank through five games. That's huge. The Oilers and the Vegas, everyone has talked about, they will be fighting for the division lead. And you would love, if they have to play in the playoffs, you would love the Oilers to have that extra home game. So, yeah, this was a big game for the Oilers. They they want to set the, the, the bar for this season. They want to be the team that teams chase. And to do that, you have to get the lead in the standings. And tonight uh, allowed them to extend a lead over a team that many people pick to win this division. Yeah, nothing wrong with banking points. No, and God yeah, no. I mean they beat I mean I think especially Arizona and Anaheim they they beat some teams that probably won't have very good seasons no. but don't squander the points. If most teams are going to beat those teams, then you should as well. Well, yeah. I mean, Arizona is not going to go 0-82 and neither is Anaheim. They're going to beat some teams. They're going to win some games. Good teams lose to bad teams all the time. But you just don't want it to happen very often. And the Oilers right now, if uh, their skill level is, is incredibly high. And adding Pugliarvi last year and adding Hyman this year has solidified their top six. I, it, it would be hard to look around the National Hockey League and find a better top six than the Oilers have. Also in the NHL tonight, San Jose over Toronto 5-3. Boston beat Buffalo 4-1. The Stars beat the Kings 3-2 in overtime. The scoreboard for Edmonton Trailer. Looking for parts, service, rentals, or new and used semi-trailers, head to edmontontrailer.com. Oil Kings all over Brandon 9 Two is the final in that one. Oil Kings home again at 7 o'clock tomorrow against Medicine Hat. Oilers farm team, Bakersfield losing 3-2 to Ontario. Baseball playoffs, Houston goes off to the World Series, winning game 6, 5-0 over Boston. In the CFL, Alouettes over the Argos, 37-16. In the NBA, Raptors take it to Boston, 115-83. We'll go back to the Certainty Hotline. We have Matt on the line. Hello, Matt. Go ahead, sir. Hey, how you doing today? Excellent. Excellent. I'm calling from uh, Vancouver. Appreciate uh, Brownie, it. Brownie, it's, it's, it's pesky here. Oh, hey, pesky. Um, how are you? Pretty good, man. This, pretty read, good. This, guy, this guy was a very good hockey player. Were you, were you BC <laughs> or BU? I was a BU fella. There you go. He was a very, very I played bantam hockey with him. Oh, sweet. Yes. He did, yeah. So a couple of questions, uh, things that I'm noticing this year that I think are so different uh, that makes us kind of excited on the coast finally getting to watch a team like this. I think he just alluded on it. Um, in the past, it always felt like we had a top three, you know, in terms of forwards, not a top six. And I think right now, I really agree with Brownie. We've got, uh, we definitely got the top five of, of six in the league. You'd be hard-pressed to find another team. So that was my first observation. But, you know, being more of a defensive guy myself back in the day, um, what I've also noticed is just the different wing set, winger sets we got this year. You know, there's a lot of strength. I really think we're controlling the pillar along the boards a lot better. Your thoughts on that, Rob? Sorry, I lost my microphone there for a second. I agree, and uh, the, we've got some big men on the boards now. Like, if you look on the first line playing with Connor, you got Pugliarvi and Hyman. 
both big, yep. strong guys that when they're on the boards, they're the ones doing the pushing. And then you go down to your third line, you got Fogel and Cassian. Nobody's going to push them around as well. And those four guys alone, when they go to the net and to the blue paint, they cause chaos. And now all of a sudden a McDavid or, or a Dreisaitl or a, a, a Derek Ryan, they got extra room on the ice. There's a goal last night in Arizona that Connor McDavid picked the puck up and Pugliarvi just started driving the net and he knocked yeah. over his defender. And even Connor McDavid after the game talked about the fact that when he, yes, he went to the net, he just he gave me 15 more feet and all of a sudden the best player in the world got to skate closer into the net before he had to shoot. So yeah, the wingers that the others have got, the, the additions that... Ken Holland went and picked up over the last two seasons are playing huge dividends right now. The Oilers are now a team that pushes people around. And before, that wasn't the case. And when you got skill and you got size, you can have success. And we've seen that thus far this year. Yeah. Yeah. So my second, my second thing I just wanted to ask you too is a little bit. I did. I don't see the. I didn't see the after game stats, but it felt like the Oilers got dominated in the faceoff circle tonight. Is that no, right? They they turned it around. We were talking about that earlier. They finished at fifty four percent. They oh, were wow. they were around forty five uh, early in the second period. Okay. And then and then they picked it up and, and Leon won seventy percent of his faceoffs. They so started that's a big yeah. reason why. When they were losing faceoffs early, they just started sending Leon out to take every fa- important faceoff yeah, in the yeah. third period. Felt like felt like we lost a couple of big ones. My my question though is uh, Rob is a centerman back in the day. Like how uh, how important is it sometimes? Is there just some nights when a guy's got your number? You know, like is there, is that why we need four or five six guys in the ice at a time that can take that faceoff just to make sure that. You know, maybe maybe Leon gets into trouble facing some guy that just knows how to knows how to beat him. Oh, one hundred percent. Leon is always going to be good, but there are always going to be nights where you face a guy that there's something that he does differently that you just can't figure out. And if you've only got one guy that can, you can put out there, if Leon's having trouble against, say, John Tavares, and they just keep sending John Tavares out to take every big face off, you're in trouble. So now, okay, we're going to put Derek Ryan out there because he does something a little bit different, or we're going to throw out uh, Zach Hyman, or Connor's going to take these ones. Uh, I think that's key. Plus the fact that Leon, there's so many times where he'd have to take 30, 35 face-offs and he's exhausted because if he loses a draw on his own end, now he's staying out there an extra 25, 30 seconds, and he's taking away from the offensive time that he would have and the rest that he would be getting to allow him to go out with his line the next time. So, yeah, that was huge, the fact that they got Ryan and they've got Shore now that can win faceoffs. That's big for the Edmonton Oilers. Matt, thanks a lot for calling. We appreciate that. There you go, catching up with an old teammate. Yeah, oh, my Bantam. He and I were on the only Albert team that ever won the John Reed tournament in St. Albert. Oh, cool. That's a long time. That would be 30-some, 40 years ago. Probably at least, Rob. <laughs> it's a long... I'm, I'm doing the numbers in my head. It's, I'm dating myself. It is... I'm old, Reed. What happened? Well, you're not that old. You I, just, think, I think I started this gig when I was 25. You're, where, you're where's past the your gone? athletic prime. I, I'm past a lot of primes, Reed, not just <laughs> athletic. <laughs> Oilers win 5-3 over the Vegas Gold Knights. Uh, more time for your calls. we got Red up next in the batting order. we got to call a quick timeout here. It's Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Over to the left side. His pass in front of the net. Hit later. They're jamming. Scores! Somehow that thing found its way through. 
Nicholas Waugh scored early for Vegas. Zach Hyman came back with that goal on an Oilers power play in the first period. Edmonton won for three on the power play tonight, so their percentage actually drops because they were 50% coming in. Second period, Patrick scored, then Hyman and Dreisaitl a minute 12 apart. Haig tied it early in the third. Cassian scored on a breakaway at 4.32 of the third, and then Dreisaitl into an empty net with 11.3 seconds on the clock to seal the victory for Edmonton. They take it. Five three. You can get us at seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. We have Red on the line. Hi, Red. What's on your mind tonight? Uh, I mean, gentlemen, two questions for you. One, one is a bit of a joke, and one is serious. Uh, one is more likely parade route, Anthony Henday or White Mud Drive. And <laughs> oh, second, oh my God, <laughs> how excited should we be about this team through five games? Thank you. I'll hang up and listen. Well, Thank you. Have that's a good a, I, I have a policy. I don't tell people how to feel. But you can answer that if you want. Well, <laughs> okay. Well, first of all, trade route. It's probably less dangerous on White Avenue. Um, as uh, I, I do believe, you should be excited about this team. Uh, you don't know where it's going, but there's been so many. And I said this last year when when the Oilers got off to a good start and people were calling in. They're still finding things that were wrong with the team. And I'm like, why not enjoy it? The team's five and zero. Oh. That is something to celebrate. Uh, you don't know where the team is going to go. We don't know what the record's going to be at the end of the year, but if they were to go 82-0, and it would be kind of silly not to celebrate the 5-0 and start. So enjoy this. They're good. Okay, they're, are they uh, contenders? Yes. Uh, do they have warts in their game? They certainly do, but if you look around the league... Tampa Bay was as close to a perfect hockey club last year as you could possibly get. They're not as good this year. They, Because of the cap, they lost a lot of players. Every team in the NHL, if you go through their lineup, you will find warts. Vegas is supposed to be a team that contends for the Stanley Cup. You saw them tonight. They got warts in their game as well. So be excited about the Edmonton team. Be excited. Right now, you Edmonton Oilers fans get to watch Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl on a daily basis. They are the two best offensive players that the National Hockey League has seen for a long time. Every day, Reed is reading out something about a new uh, record that one of them is tied or one of them is beaten, and the names that are being thrown are Gretzky, Lemieux, uh, Howard. Like They are having fantastic starts to the year, so yes, be excited. I am. Because I, you and I have done other starts of seasons that haven't gone as well as this. Yes, we have. And yes, we, yes, we have. <laughs> and we weren't excited about those ones. No. They, this, yeah, they, I mean, like I said, they got a good team. They're trying to become a great team. I, I haven't seen uh, a lot of perfect games in my life watching any no. team in, in any sport. <laughs> so, you know, if, if your team... Like, I always look at it, if you think your team could play better, yet they still won... Well, geez, then think if they start pl- playing better. Exactly. Well, <laughs> well, I mean, just look after tonight. The Oilers are five and zero, and Vegas is one and three. Vegas, I, there was a thing at the beginning of the season where they picked the winners of each division. I think the only person that picked Edmonton to win the division was Gene Principe, and and there was like twenty. Oh, people. that big one on NHL.com. Yeah, so yeah. Gene Principe was the only one. So every other person picked Vegas. The Oilers are five and zero, and Vegas is one and three. Now it or one and, yeah one and three. It might be completely different by the end of the season, but you cannot get off to a better start than the Edmonton Oilers have gotten. You've got their two stars having fantastic starts of the year. Pujarvi, it's not a flash in the pan, what he did last year. He's been even better this year. Both goaltenders have been excellent. Hyman's come in and been fantastic. Cassian's off to a great start. Fogel's been a great addition. Ryan's been a good addition. 
there's a lot to be excited about. How fast is Fogel, by the way? Well, it's funny. We're, we're watching it, and I was like, okay, first of all, Cassian deserved the penalty, and he didn't need to put his stick across the defender because Fogel was going to win the race. But when when we first saw it, all I saw was a seven. I thought it was Connor McDavid. That's why it was even matter that, well, why are you putting your stick there? He's going to win the race. And then we saw it was Fogel. I'm like, oh, he's a little quicker than we thought. So both Fogel and Hyman have come in. They're big, strong, physical guys that both have surprised me. They're faster than I thought both of them were. Yeah, those two guys are adjustment of the game for pro drain techs for peace of mind down the line. Oilers beat Vegas 5-3, fourth time in team history. The Oilers are 5-0. and We have Maddie on the Certainty Hotline. Hi, Maddie. Go ahead. Hey, how are you? Good. Hey, just a quick question. Do you guys think that uh, Skinner could come in and be the next Jordan Bennington? Uh, St. Louis had problems with Jake Allen with injuries and and bad play, and Bennington came in after quite a long time in the minors and and won a cup. Um, Do you you think that uh, Skinner could kind of be down the same road? I think the plan for Stuart Skinner this year remains for him to be hopefully an excellent goaltender in the AHL. I I think he has proven over the last 11 months or wherever we're at since January that he has really good potential and has come a long way. And Dave Tippett said in the preseason, that was a really good clip, where he said he looks comfortable and he looks like he now belongs in the NHL. But I think if you look at the way the, the Oilers have their goaltending set up right now, um, they they probably would sooner Skinner would be in the goal the, the goaltender next year. But I think if they absolutely had to play him this year, they'd be a lot more comfortable doing that than they would have been in in January when they waited till. And I don't think Skinner is as good as Smith and Koskinen right now. Yet, not yet. He might he might surpass both of them, but as of right now, I don't think he's there. So I think in a perfect world he plays. Fifth, or well, he plays 80% of, of the games, games yep. in, the, in the minors, and next year he fights for a starting job with the Edmonton Oilers. All right, we also have Dan on the line, 780-496-0063. Hey, Dan, go ahead. Hi, Dan, are you with us? Oh, it must have been for Darren. Oh, I'm sorry, Darren, my, my mistake. I apologize. Go ahead, Darren. No problem. Um, I thought uh, I thought Kyler Yamamoto got a bit off the schneid tonight. Um I thought uh, his poor check on Drysaddle's goal, even though he didn't get a point, uh, really led to that goal. And then also he drew that one penalty where Doilers didn't score, but uh, he did draw that penalty. I just wanted to see your guys' take on how Yamamoto looked tonight because I thought he looked a lot stronger than the first four games. Well, it's a great point, and Reed actually said it during the game. He said Yamamoto looks a lot stronger tonight, and I agree. He, he looked a lot more confident. Uh, he was making plays. Uh, he's a young player still, and I am sure he hears the, what's being said on the radios. He reads what's being said in the papers. He he knows the social media where uh, people are wondering what's wrong, what's wrong with his start. He's gone so many games without a goal, and it affects him. But tonight it seems like he bl- blanked all that out and just went out and played hockey. And hopefully he gets a bounce or a break sometime in the next game or two that allows him to, to gain the offensive confidence as well. But I thought he played a much stronger game. Yeah, Yamamoto, I mean, still looking for a point, but plus two tonight, played 14-53, couple of shots on goal, three other attempts that were either blocked or missed the net. But that line, 
seemed to be a little bit more like the line we saw in the in the Two years January, ago. February, yep. March of 2020. A lot of second chances, a lot of persistent play, a lot of, oh, the other team's going to clear it. Oh, no, they've kept it alive. They've snuck up on a guy from behind and lifted a stick. And that's where those three guys, when they're together, that's where they seem to get a lot of the energy from. I agree. And you also saw that, two, was it three, two games ago, when Yamamoto played, what, 15 seconds in the third period of the game? I believe it was Anaheim at home, was it not? Yeah. And then tonight... Last shift of the game, Yamamoto's on the ice. So there's the difference right there. The coaching staff saw something in his game tonight that said, you know what, he's feeling it. Let's continue to play him. So good on uh, the coaching staff to continue to push and allow him to try to find his confidence. Because, again, the Oilers like the, the, the setup of their lines. They don't want to have to move a Cassian up or a Fogel up. Uh, they want the lines to be where they're at because they're really comfortable one through four right now. So they want Yamamoto to find his game, and I think tonight was a good step forward. Some of the uh, stats to look at tonight. Dreisaitl gets two goals and an assist for ice time. Bouchard played 24.05. Nurse played 25.58. McDavid plays 20.23. Dreisaitl played 21.58. I mentioned Dreisaitl 16 out of 23 in face-offs. McDavid had a tough night in the circle, 7 out of 19. Shore went 4 for 5. Ryan just under 50%. He went 8 out of 17 in face-offs. They they don't have Nuge taking a face-off. Well, well, Leon took a lot. Oh, of so. course, because, sorry, I was mixed yeah. up with the lines. Yeah, Leon took them yeah. all. Yeah, good point. Uh, but, but I guess on the PK, but Hyman takes them if they're on the left side, so there must have been nothing on the – or uh, Hyman just, takes them on the right uh, side. Yeah. Uh, well, I, and what was Hyman tonight on face-offs? Uh, one for one. So he only took that one when we caught, we were talking during the game, <laughs> the one that he went in. Uh, shots on goal, Dreisaitl had seven and – McDavid had seven. No, oh, there's 14. Far, you, 14 out of the 33. From your two best players, that's good. Riley Smith had five for the uh, Vegas Golden Knights. Oilers win at 5-3. Okay, well, uh, welcome Adam to Overtime Open Line as well. Hey, Adam, thanks for staying up and giving us a call. Go ahead. Yeah, no, I just wanted to bring up, you know, I was born in 85, and I, I feel personally that this is probably, in the time I've watched hockey, the best bottom six the Oilers have had in my lifetime. And I think they're taking a lot of the heat off of McDavid and Dreisaitl having to put in that extra work, especially near the end of the game, maybe just for a face-off here and there, and really putting in the work to uh, give those guys just their chance to go out and shine the way that they do. Well, the fourth line has been okay in the first few games. They haven't given up anything against. Uh, Dave Tippett had enough faith in them tonight that the fourth line tonight was out with two and a half minutes to go in a one-goal hockey game. And that was with two guys that haven't played a game this year. Well, I guess Sevier's played one, but Benson hasn't played this year. So he's got faith in that. But I think the biggest thing is the depth they have with their third line. Uh, Their third line has been excellent and has scored a big goal in, I think, four of the five games. They've got a big, important goal that changed the way the game has gone. So, yeah, I agree. You don't have to 
I mean, we saw last year in the playoffs against Winnipeg where the Oilers more or less went down to six players yeah. in, in the overtimes games because they just didn't have the trust in anyone else. Well, right now, the Oilers' third line, and again, and we've said it a number of times, and Reed said it earlier in this telecast, their third line has been their most consistent line throughout the five games. The other lines, Leon and Connor, they're going to have the big splash year stats at the end of the night. But the third line has been the most consistent from start to finish in every game this year. And that is why the, one of the big reasons why the Oilers are off to a 5-0 and start. And you're right, depth is much better than at any time in the last decade for the Edmonton Oilers. Yeah, I mean, that line often gains them territory, mm-hmm. even if they don't score. And changes momentum, yeah, and uh, yeah, and and tires the other team's defense down, and puts pressure on them, and are physical, and they play and they play a different style. They're they're all crash and bang, and jam the puck in the net, and get in the blue paint. Uh, that wears you down. So they have been everything that, that Dave Tippett could have hoped for. Okay, five three, the Oilers win. You can get us at seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. This is Heartland. I'm open line on six thirty. Chet. Get it in front of the net. Stevenson can't get a shot. Petrangelo, he fanned. Dreisaitl, he'll clear it out. All the way down the ice. Scores! The empty netter. Oilers are up. 5-3. Oh, nothing like calling your shot on a 190-foot shot for Leon Dreisaitl. The excellent Cam Moon and Bob Stoffer all over it. Dreisaitl seals the deal with his second of the game, fourth of the season with 11.3 seconds to go as the Oilers beat Vegas 5-3 tonight. So the Oilers don't play again until Wednesday. They're staying in Vegas. You may have heard a couple things alluded to. I think I heard that there was a 10.30 curfew each night. It sounds like, from what we've pieced together, uh, golf tomorrow and then some sort of team meal tomorrow night maybe there's some other team building exercises and I, I don't know if some or all of them are going to the Raiders game on Sunday Bob Stoffer cool. said he's not going well then I don't even want to hear I think about he got it. banned from that stadium already <laughs> even though he's never been in it before I'm sure there's a few places that Bob's been banned from that's just one of them <laughs> so is how how important is that for a team to do something on the road sort of I mean I assume there's going to be some things where it's like okay you know, it's not practice, but you still, this is scheduled and you need to be there. And then I assume, especially tomorrow night on a Saturday night, there might be like, okay. Here, take, take off the handcuffs. Here we go, boys. Yeah. Uh, no, it is important. I know a lot of uh, teams and organizations that I've been on, they try to schedule road trips at the beginning of the year. They want to get on the road. They want to be away so that the players have to get together at the rinks, at the restaurants, pregame meals, uh, on the flights. They just want them to, to start gaining a little chemistry and camaraderie, and it, it's important. Uh, seasons are long, and you, it's, it's long as, a, as someone that's in the media. It's that much longer for, for the players, all the games, the practices, the travel, uh, being away from their families. So to have a little bit of a respite from that just to hang out and uh, you get to know guys differently you'll you'll sit and have a couple drinks with them or you'll you'll go watch a football game or you'll sit by the pool just and you get to know them more as a person because there's new guys on the team that you really don't know that well other than being at the rink Uh, you start to find out a bit more about a guy and his family and and things like that so you start getting a connection and every team that I've been on the successful ones were guys that got along 
and, and got to know each other and became like a family. And I think that's what they're trying to find here. And there's no better way to become a family than Las Vegas. So that's uh, they'll they'll have fun. And it, it's it, it would be hard being uh, as famous as they are in the city of Edmonton. It is hard for a group of Oilers to go out somewhere in Edmonton and just let off steam because they are so well known. So it's nice sometimes going down to a southern state where they can just go wherever they want to go, not be noticed, not be bothered, and simply just be normal normal guys for a night. And I think that's what they're going to find in the next couple of days. And this will bode well as the season progresses, having that time to hang out and get to get to know each other a little bit better. Yeah, I bet a lot of families have started in <laughs> Vegas. Let's go back to Vegas. Here's Zach Cassian. <laughs> Zach, uh, it, it's been quite a, a stretch of sort of wide open, almost wild games. And another one tonight, uh, you score a, a huge goal. But what did you make of just how your team kept battling back every time Vegas sort of took a step forward? You took a step forward yeah, as well. Yeah, they come out hard. I think the first period we were... Uh we were overwhelmed. Their forecheck was good. They were they were zooming around in the in the ozone, kind of uh, all over us. But uh, I think our special teams uh, won us the period. Obviously, a big, huge five on three kill, and then uh, the big power play goal that got us moving. Second was better, uh, but all in all, I think they uh, there's a lot of things for us to learn um, still. But uh, as a group, we found a way to win, and that's uh, that's a positive. Uh, you came in uh, feeling great uh, at training camp, and what's it like to to feel that way, and then sort of transition into really great results? as well when the season gets going yeah it's always it's always nice it's it's a hard league I think uh, as a line we've been doing a good job collectively um, tonight obviously was a, a little bit of a, a tougher night for us but we found ways to simplify our game um, and you're gonna have nights like that um, we're gonna have different people step up different nights that's the way the league's gonna work that's how good teams good teams do um, but I think Himes had another uh, strong performance Miko can't say enough about Miko he kept us in there all game gave us a chance to win so um, we're playing like a team right now Give, different guys are stepping up at different times and um, that's what you want to see. Zach, obviously you play a strong gritty game. Uh, you mentioned Hyman. He plays a strong gritty game so maybe you can appreciate it more than the average person. How much of an addition has he been to this Oilers group in the opening five games? Yeah, he's been huge. Um, he, he works so hard it's it's contagious, and and that's not. He just works hard, works smart. Um, he's he's first on the pucks. He's his nose is always over the puck. He competes, um, and then he, you saw in, in Phoenix and even tonight, he can shoot the puck and uh, he can score goals. So um, it was a great pickup for us. He's going to help us out tremendously. And uh, like I said, just the work ethic alone, it's contagious for our group. When you see a guy like that plays up in the lineup and he works like that, there's no reason why uh, the rest of the the group can't follow. I know I've asked your teammates this question, so I'll ask you as well. Miko Koskinen on the opening days of training camp, you mentioned he wants to come in and have a little bit more fun. Uh, enjoy his time around the rink a little bit more. What did you make of his three performances so far and what's the demeanor from Miko so far this year? Miko's been great. He's been awesome. Like we've always said, we feel we have two great goaltenders. Obviously, you never want to see Smitty go down, but we know that Miko's fully capable of leading this team. I think he's shown in the last two games. Um, he's been uh, he's been phenomenal for us. He's uh, He's been rock solid and that's what you want from your goaltender and it's nice to see him back having fun again obviously it was a tough year for him away from his family and whatnot but um, I think it's safe to say that he's back and enjoying himself and playing uh, playing his game. As you're going in on goal you have a little bit of time or there uh, was it more than one move that you're thinking of or was that kind of the, the, the move that was at the kind of the, the top of your head that you wanted to make sure you you did? Anytime I get a breakaway I just black out I don't even know what I'm gonna do. No, I'm, I'm just, Sometimes I do but no I'm just kidding I knew he's a big guy his pads he's gonna be 
sprawling. You either want to get it up, or I thought maybe if you could open them up, slide it five hole. Luckily enough, it went five hole. Take one question. <coughs> Daniel Andrew Bowman, go ahead. Daniel, not getting any audio from you here. Try again. Can you hear me now? Yeah, you're good. Okay, good. Uh, Zach, what gives, um, how would you compare the way that the team has, uh, is playing this year to when you started the year 5-0 and a couple of years ago? And what gives you the confidence that you can uh, keep this going as a team? I can't even remember that, that, that stretch of games a few years ago, but I can tell you, uh, we've came in with a different attitude, uh, different perspective. Obviously, it's still so early in the season. Um, we know there's a lot of work ahead of us. We know uh, we're not going to go undefeated, but I think at the same time, we got a lot of new players that uh, fit in well with our group, and it's nice to see uh, early success. It just, just gives us team confidence, and at the end of the day, that's what drives teams to be good teams in this league. It's a lot about confidence. Thank you. This includes Zach that is Zach Cassian gets the game winner tonight. Drysaddle scores twice, Hyman scores twice, and the Oilers are 5-0 and for the fourth time in team history, beating the Vegas Golden Knights 5-3. Get more on this one on 630chet.com or globalnews.ca. Bob Stoffer has Oilers now from noon to 2 on Monday. I'll have inside sports from 6 to 8. Our next game broadcast is Wednesday, 6 o'clock face-off show, puck drop at 8 p.m. as the Oilers are going to host the Philadelphia Flyers. Thanks to Kellen Kennedy, our studio producer this evening. We've been in the Friesen Brothers Broadcast Center. You've been listening to Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. On behalf of Rob Brown, I'm Reed Wilkins. Have a great weekend. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the ring.